You may have graduated school a long time ago, but I bet you didn't realize that your garden was going to teach you lessons. Well, ours sure did, and we're here to talk about it right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. I did it on the first try. Actually, I'm really proud. I was waiting for you to stumble on the name of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I got somebody made fun of me. They were watching some of the YouTube videos. and He was like, you always stutter in the very beginning. And I was like, I guess that's just my thing now. I don't know. Mm. I always stumble. So what's going on, Batavia? What are you up to? Oh, nothing much. Enjoying the frigid temperature. Layering up. Frigid. Mm-hmm. What's the temperature? Uh, it's actually going to get to a balmy 70, but right now it's something like, you know, wind gust of 30, 40 miles an hour, 66 overcast. And that kind of feels like 40 yeah. degrees, you know. Yeah, that's painful. I mean, I'm also at the time of the season where I kind of get a little whiny, you know. Yeah. Um, I, so. I've, I've recognized that. <laughs> so the proper response to not you know <laughs> encourage the oh, whining would have been I shouldn't agree should I it would have been really no <laughs> well as after as many conversations and hours mm-hmm. that we've spent talking to each other and everybody listening you should know that I'm not one for the proper way to come across sometimes this so. is true and we are actually rounding out because we were doing this like in the winter months And kind of at the end of winter, too, when I'm the whiniest, Um, as many people are, I'm going to pull everybody in the boat with me. Um, But this is a tough time, too, because, you know, one day it's like, oh, okay, I'll wear some sandals. The next day it's like, oh, the two jackets really still aren't enough, you know, because once the chill gets in me, man, it's a day and a half later before I can shake it, you know. So I know a lady, an ex-girlfriend's stepmother, to be exact, Mm -hmm. from many, many, many years ago. She used to live in Chicago. And, you know, being from North Carolina, you know, I have traveled all over. Mm -hmm. And I even lived in New York for a while at this time. But I didn't know about, like, northern state climates. Mm -hmm. And then she was telling me that, like, she would come home from work. And like, you just could not get the chill off. It was so cold and I didn't believe it. And then I moved to new England and I was like, yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what it is. Like sometimes you just can't get rid of that chill. Yeah. 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 Once it gets in your bones, I have sympathy for you because it is already 78 degrees here. Oh, good night. And so wait, is that 78 degrees for like 45 minutes or is that 78 degrees for most of the day? Most of the day. Yeah, right so, now we're at most of the day. I think this comes out just after the time changes, but the time hasn't changed yet. We haven't spring forward. We haven't fallen back 
set mm-hmm. the clocks back yet. Um, so we get, I think that first next week after that happens, we get a little bit more daylight. But now, as of this recording, the sun rises at about seven o'clock, like almost seven on the head, and sets just after six. So quick math, and you'll never get quick math out of me like this. What's that, 11 hours? Mm-hmm. I, um, and that's kind of smack dab into, you know, maybe there's a little bit of time before my work day. Maybe there's a little bit of time after my work day. And don't you laugh at my work day because I do have a true work day. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, this is it's getting tough. And I have this thing mentally once the weather starts getting colder. I don't like to be out, you know, in the streets running errands once dark hits. You know, there's nothing that's really any more dangerous. But in my mind, it's like, get inside the house, girl. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Can I tell I, you uh, something? Yeah, sure. Even though the time falls back, we don't get any more sunlight. The okay. Earth still revolves the same way at the same rate around the sun. It's just waking hours for society that makes you perceive that you get more sunlight. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Early, you know, you're one, you know, I'm not even going to call you one of those people. What, what people? What people? So, I want to know. Well, you know, it's, uh, I kind of am thinking that maybe I have them in my life and maybe that's like, you know, this is what I reach out and the people that I draw to me, like just can't let go of a thing. <laughs> Like the absolute need, um, my, uh, dear, dear cousin, uh, he's in Florida with his family and my mom always says, Oh, did you talk to your cousin? And I'll say, you know, at some point I'll say yes. And it's really like the amount of times we actually speak is so rare, but we text like from sunup to sundown. Right. And, um, he is one of those people that you know the amount of clarification in text that i get <laughs> and it's like and if and i totally see it like if i observe a conversation like if we're in person with him and his wife i'm like damn i thought i had it bad but of course she has it worse you know <laughs> <laughs> so you apparently like to have people like us around even though you slightly despise us quietly i think there's some intrigue yeah so yeah yes I think I yeah. like to have you all around, although I s- silently, secretly, sometimes openly despise you all. Yeah, uh, we uh, our minds don't work quite like some people. So yeah, it's- and it's it's um it's kind of fun because I'm a talker. I like to debate things, and so there's like almost never an end with you guys, right? Until it's like you know. The beep on the text just woke me up. I was just nodding off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about, you know, multiple shades of blue and there really only being one colored blue. And, you know, the Americas have decided that there should be like, I don't care about that shit. You know, <laughs> you just got to see get, blue is the only real blue. On. And yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, I'm difficult, but that's yeah. OK. All right, Imagine how my wife feels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, a big announcement on the personal note. Last weekend, as you probably are aware of, we went backpacking with my son. Mm-hmm. He hiked 10 miles on Saturday. <gasps> oh my gosh. And he's six years old. I could not believe it. It made <sighs> me a proud man. Uh, to be that cute and like ready for the apocalypse. Cause that's yes. key. 
you know. Yeah. He hiked for, we hiked for 13 hours. It took us forever to do it, but, <laughs> you know, we stopped a lot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, he kept falling. Wow. So when you, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but if you ever do like long trail distances, a lot of times you will adopt a trail name. No, no, don't know. So yeah, you'll, you will adopt a trail name. You'll kind of, when you hit the trail, you leave your name behind and you get this Mm -hmm. new one. So, um, he has been dubbed roly poly because he just (laughs) fall down the mountain. He fell nine times and it got to the point where he would like fall and he'd be like, I did it again, daddy. (laughs) is it daddy i did it again daddy <laughs> yeah because he says daddy to get my attention yeah, then he yeah, tells yeah. me and then yeah. he has to close the statement with uh-huh. my name so but yeah he's uh it's it was amazing so and my dog who is eight years old we were worried about her because oh. you know she, you start to slow down mm-hmm, nope mm-hmm. just nope. full force yeah she went the whole time and then the next day we were like all right we're gonna leave now and i expected her to be slow Mm-hmm. And um, I was man, we were hiking down the trail, and I was like, "Where the hell's the dog at?" And she's over here in the creek up. She's to a her big neck. dog too, right? She's forty pounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and she carries her own backpack. She has all oh. her own stuff. She carries. So uh-huh. she carries water, food, bowl, and um, she carries our trash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she, her name is Trash Man. <laughs> so, someone has to do it. It's a dirty job. It is a very dirty job. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I used that in a video that I haven't released yet. And uh, when I said it, I was like, damn, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm sure it's just as bad now. Do you hear the wild, wild west that's outside of my window? I do. That is craziness. I, um, it's, I don't like the, you know, I don't use Shy Town, you know, I'm not offended when people use it, but that's not something that. Most people that live in the city say, I don't really, you know, talk about the Windy City other than to kind of, you know, make a reference to people that don't live here. But good night. Talk about earning its name. Um, I've already gotten like three or four weather alerts, you know, about these high winds. Good night. Do you need to go sit in the bathtub and record? I think I'm going to be okay. I think I probably need to check on all of my um, jars that I've been canning. I want to make sure they aren't rattling around. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I've I closed out my green beans for the year. I did my last two cans last night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but um, anyways, let's get to it. But before we get to it, mm. we need to answer the question of the day. All right. Because we forgot last week. We forgot? Okay. Yeah, we forgot. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it was my job to remind you, and I was going to skip right over it again. This is my favorite yeah. part of the show. Okay, all right. Yeah, let's go. So I don't have it. Uh, it was a video that was sent to me in Instagram. I guess you can watch the video once, for, or for or some something. period of time, or something. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I don't know, but it was sent to us. But um, it's from Ashley. Oh, okay. Hey, Ashley. Ashley. Hey, Ashley. We love you. <laughs> so she asked, what should I put in my garden to help feed the soil while I'm not planting or as I get ready to plant something else? Mm. That's a really good question. So I it would is. totally get... So hold on. Mm-hmm. Now, if you haven't listened to the episode with Ashley, <laughs> check it out. Because this young lady has made leaps and bounds in her gardening 
and she it, this shows that she is thinking things through and i I'm, I'm impressed by that so yeah and she's she's fighting her way um which is actually a real connection to this particular episode when you talk about lessons learned i've seen some of her recent harvest and i haven't cried in a good long episode like it's been a while but but that those kinds of things the way um because i'm one of those people um um ariana um huff i follow her on instagram non-gardening related but she really has this thing about you know um quiet space and you know the importance of uh, rest and and there are a lot of people that recommend things like don't put your phone next to your bed or even don't keep it in your room um and it sounds good but I don't live that way so one of the things I do earlier in the morning to help me decide if I'm going to get out of bed or not is I'll go online on social media so sometimes uh, over this last three or four days I've checked or that's actually a lie it's not when I'm getting out of bed. It's when I'm deciding if I'm going to wake up for my evening nap. So it's like 9 or 10 p.m. So I pick up the phone like, oh, do I want to sleep a little while longer or not? So anyway, if I check and I've seen some of her harvest is like one of the first things that I see when I wake up. And you talk about like, you know, a proud garden mama over here, you know, like yeah. the biggest smile ever. Um, yeah, she's killing it, man. She's yeah. doing it. So way to go. What, what is your recommendation? Um, so I would have to ask her like how much time in between, but generally since, you know, we're she gonna was go going to general- she was literally going to replant something right away. Like she had cleared out her bed if I had interpreted it correctly mm-hmm. and then she was going to replant right away. And she wants to add something to the uh, the bed in between or in a preparation of the thing she's going to the next thing she's going to plant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with compost. Okay. What kind of compost? Like Final answer. See, I told her, I was like, I told her to put a little bit of compost and then shredded leaves on top mm-hmm. because we're getting close to fall. Yeah. And so, you know, if she puts in my whole thought process and I don't, I don't know about um, where she is because it, they, you know, they don't really have a winter like we do. Yeah. So I don't know, like. I mean, to be completely honest, I don't even know what the trees are like out there, you know, if they'd be dropping leaves or not. But, you know, when you put your leaves down in the fall, they have that whole winter to kind of break down and add to the soil a little Mm -hmm. bit and fuel the microbial life that's living inside of your soil. But you're saying that it's going to be a pretty short gap between when she's uh, planting, planting. Right. But you use it as a mulch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can use shredded leaves as a mulch. So, yeah, I'm trying to look to see. um, And I hate to be the asshole and I'm not making light of this at all. But um, I literally got yesterday alerts. AccuWeather is I have like eight different weather apps. I'm a gardener. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so um AccuWeather is one of the apps that gives me alerts about random things. Um, And I got a couple of alerts yesterday around kind of, you know, um, the potential for fires. Right. So the winds were so high between yesterday and today that they're just where I am, where they're just kind of warning things like be careful if you're out, you know, on the grill. Right. Right. You know, wind gusts are so high. And so leaves, obviously, um, you know, depending on how many you have, where your area is, could potentially be an issue just based on whatever else you're doing. I use them for mulch over the winter over the last couple of years, and I've really liked it. Um, I did it, though, just um, 
the year before, just before a really good snow. And that worked really well. I did it earlier last year. It didn't work so well because again, where I am, the leaves weren't shredded. We talked about this before. They were whole and they, um, a lot of them blew away, but anywho. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, you know, leaves are, you know, it's a good, good thing to add. I think our question is really rich. Get it? Nutrients rich. Because. You're uh, so corny. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> my name is Batavia. It's good to meet you. <laughs> I must have been um, sleeping for the last 55 episodes. Yeah, yeah right. So, um, but because it's so dry, you know, it's so warm, it's so dry there. It's such a great question because you want to make sure that you're just not leaving that soil bare, letting it continue to dry out, which is going to create a challenge. It's not a challenge you can't overcome, but a challenge all the same, kind of when she gets back to planting. So, yeah, I mean, really, like, when I replant something, I generally don't like right now because mm-hmm. it's fall and I'm replanting. I don't and I should, but I don't have the leaves available to me now. Mm-hmm. But as they come available, then I start adding them in and stuff yeah. like that. So um, but that was a great question, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, the things you can add are hay, which I guess is technically straw, but I call it hay. Mm-hmm. One of them has seeds. One of them doesn't. I yeah, don't remember. I, wanna say, I think they're different. Kind of, sort of. They look uh, I think the, same, the way they're, they're processed not. is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, one of those that's, leaves. You know what? In that moment, I'm being you and my cousin. I, I think that, you know, technically if they're processed for 17 days, you know, then it's actually, yeah. hey, like, you see how annoying that is? Well, when yeah. the, no, it doesn't bother me at all, actually. <laughs> so when I go, though, and I'm like, yeah, I need to get, I, I'm pretty sure it's hay. I'm mm-hmm. like, I need to get a bale of hay. She's like what are you doing with it? I'm like, I'm going to put it in my garden. She's like, you want straw. And I'm like, (laughs) whatever. Just give me what (laughs) I need. That's it. That's it. That's the thing I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) But in their defense, they are trying to sell me the correct product. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, wood chips, which we've talked about endlessly on here, shredded leaves, compost. Mm -hmm. Um, You could use pine needles, you know, mm. any of that stuff, you know, I wouldn't really recommend pine needles because it raise the acidity in your garden uh, unless yeah. you need it. But. Yeah. So just uh, for record sake, the interweb has this blurb. Hay is a crop that is grown and harvested as a feed for a uh, feed crop for cattle, horses and other farm animals. Straw, on the other hand, is a byproduct of a grain crop in our area. This is actually closer to me in the Midwest. Uh, in our area, it's usually used, um, they use wheat straw. That's what we yes. normally see. Wheat straw, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. I there actually ordered it, which wasn't worth the uh, the dollar spent, but ordered it for my straw berries. I ordered <laughs> straw. Yeah, I know. I, I, I used it as mulch for my um, <laughs> strawberries this year, too. Yeah, I think it. Um, in the last year, I used straw as a you know small garden experiment because you know i love them um wait 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 are you giving us a lesson learned no i'm not well from 2019 but we're not that's that's not what this episode is so um i'm not counting this one though (laughs) so i used an experiment of you know wood chip mulch in one bed and straw in the other bed out in the front yard garden remember that's it was the first year for it last year and um maybe i just didn't do a thick enough layer because I'm always trying to conserve things and, uh, and save things. But the straw just didn't 
do what I was expecting. Like, especially once it got wet a, a few different times and then, um, another, so I pulled it up. Another version of that same straw was used in the, um, backyard garden and the strawberry bed and you know the whole process of like going through the winter snow thawing snow melting snow 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 it just made a mess of things like there was no like thickness or fluffiness left in the straw it was like everything was kind of just matted down yeah it so, gets like that yeah i'll use what i have but i won't buy it again well that's kind Not of for what this it's area for. and that's this what it's garden. meant for though because as it gets matted down it blocks the light out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so but that, it gets i'm with you it gets yeah. kind of gross yeah it wasn't that i was just gonna say wasn't that aesthetically pleasing yeah you know i love a pretty garden <laughs> well and that's and, but you know what that's part of it too mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. which brings me into my lessons learned mm-hmm. okay let's uh, go transition i know i know gosh what are we like an hour and a half in already can we get this one already (laughs) yeah everybody's sleeping they're like just get to the point but um no so you know i've been revamping the youtube channel and trying to put out content and as i've been going through i've noticed that in my transition from summer to fall my garden went to shit Mm -hmm. it's just a mess so you know that's kind of one of my lessons learned is stay on top of it you know what I mean? So it doesn't compound and be such an issue. Yeah. Because as I'm walking through and I'm like, all right, we're going to work on this garden, blah, 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 blah. And I go through and I'm like, damn, this plant's like half dead. This one's all chewed up. <laughs> you know, I've got like scraps laying down here and yeah. all this stuff. So um, that was my first lesson learned was just to kind of stay on top of it because it's like you said, like it's not really bothering the garden, but it's just not aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I find that I don't really want to be out in the garden as much. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? And especially yeah. like at the end of the year where you really should be enjoying all you can of your mm-hmm, garden. Mm-hmm. So. And is that um, you had a spring garden this year, too, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a lot to ask. So, you know, I'm not here to say be kind to yourself, not about this anyway, but, you know, kind of going from spring to summer and then kind of having that transmission transition period to fall. It's a lot to take on, you know, um, it is. And I think I was talking to you about it the other day off, not on the podcast, but, and I was saying that I think fall gardening is actually harder than spring gardening because when you start in the spring, you know, if you've done things kind of like we talk about where it's like you take a day in the winter, a couple of days in the winter, by the time spring comes, I mean, you got to clean a completely clean slate. You mm-hmm. might have to do a little bit of weeding, mm-hmm. but in the fall, it's like, you've got your summer, you've got your harvest going on. You've got your watering. You've got, you know, what plant am I going to leave up? What plant am I going to take down? How am I going to get this in? You've got so much stuff going on and it's, yeah. it's very time sensitive. Yeah. Especially for me, it's time sensitive in my area. So if I feel like I need a garden notebook just for the podcast. Damn it. I've been saying this for a year now. Well, let me tell you why, because I am almost sure that there is an episode of these 55 where I say something like a fall garden is harder than a spring garden, even though I've never had a a spring garden. Um, And you said something like, no, I don't think so. I think it depends on how you're, I I agree with you, but I think it depends on your, I think you're referencing to the fact that yes, 
it's harder for growing, but I'm mm. not referring to growing. Mm. I'm referring to managing the whole situation. Okay. Look at you. Don't you even start that. All right. I mean, we, we you have to warm up to this. I get it. Another 10 to 12 episodes, <laughs> you'll, you'll realize. All right. Okay. I got you. <laughs> Another well, you, 10, 12 episodes, I'll be sitting here in my jammies trying to stay warm, <laughs> not worried about it. So. Yeah, right. Uh, here's a fun Batavia fact. Um, I, even though I've lived in Chicago all of my life and I've traveled to various places and I'm always happier in a warmer climate, um, I will start now staying in my car a little while longer because it's warmer I have the heat on the walk from the the car to the house is like the chilliest right but I do not put socks on until the absolute last minute like even if it's snow and I have on winter boots I will be barefoot in those boots um so socks for whatever reason really define like this cold weather is here and here to stay so I'm yeah. sitting here with long pants on, a t-shirt and a jacket in my home. Yeah, but I'm barefoot. Um, my my grandmother got rest her so she she would not be proud. You know? She uh, wouldn't be. No, no, she's definitely a socks and and a footy kind of gal. So that's how I am with long pants. I don't wear those until the last possible mm-hmm, minute. Mm-hmm, yeah. All right, so I'm going to meet your, um, you know, kind of that transition from the fall and you know, staying organized, but it's actually not in the garden. It is really identifying a workspace, right? You know, so kind of a part of this whole urban gardening, a, a kind of a part of this small garden areas, you know, it's a challenge, right? So clearly I'm growing in a, a lot of places, Every place there's dirt, I'm growing in it. But it doesn't leave a lot of room to do other things like, you know, build this thing out. I'm building it right in the middle of the garden. I don't have a shed. I have a garage, which is really helpful. Um, But right now, my car is in front of the house because my garage is like a storm has hit it. You know, so because yeah, you're building an indoor greenhouse right now. So, well, what ends up happening is I <laughs> <laughs> I start storing things and then I end up having a couple of projects that come up and it's just the empty space. So my garage inside is not finished, um, which is, you know, it's been fine. It's been that way for as long as I've lived here. And at the same time, though, there's so little like ways to organize. So everything is just stacked. You know, like the only thing that makes sense to stack is the dirt that I buy, you know, the bad compost, but everything else, it's really hard to kind of have it organized when it's just laying on the side of a wall or on the garage floor. Um, So it's made it a little bit of a challenge. It's not a huge thing, but it's made a little bit of a challenge um, to keep that area organized Um, just because I haven't really defined a workspace in that area or otherwise. So, um, I can't believe you just brought this up. Why can't you believe it? Because it's just been on top of my mind lately. Mm-hmm. For me? No. Oh, for well. me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do tell. Do tell. No. Well, yeah. I was. So the other day, I was, um, you know, first of all, I didn't give my greenhouse temperature update. It was uh, mm. 85 degrees outside is 112 inside the greenhouse. And so 
as we come up on fall, you know, you want to start planting stuff, but 112, you can't plant Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, really anything. So I had some stuff that I had set in there in pots and I was like, I'm going to leave them in here. And just when there's time, I'll put them in. So I decided after like a day or two of the temperature jumping up like that, I was like, I got to pull these things out of here. So I was repotting back there. Mm -hmm. Now remember Mm -hmm. beforehand, it was just four garden beds and a compost pile. Now there's four garden beds, a greenhouse and a compost Mm -hmm. pile. And I was sitting back there and I kind of had like, I have this like big giant plastic pot and I was using it as a table and I was repotting and I was just like, this is like the gardening space now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is where, like usually I'll take stuff and I'll, this is stupid of me, but I would like hump a bag of dirt up to the, the back porch and I'd sit on there and. But now it's like I'm sitting back there and it's like I have this actual space mm-hmm. to sit back there that I've designated. And it was like, this is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't even realize it, but it just like hit me like this overwhelming like joy of like, I'm comfortable here doing mm-hmm. this. This mm-hmm. is my space. Don't worry about it. It was it was nice to do that. So, yeah, I um, and I thought about this last year. Um when it came to like creating like a, a potting uh, table even mm-hmm. in the garage and the ideas that I have now are a little bit different but you know when um, everything changed this spring you know with the virus and all I decided to kind of limit kind of the work I was going to have done around here um, mm-hmm. and but I definitely felt the need for it right you know so everything that I've been doing when it comes to potting and all of that stuff and just work in general is either done in between beds on my back porch and you know I'm not quick by any means so this could be spanning over a couple of days and it just creates just that you know it's always under construction yeah yeah so I um as an well you kind of Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, as an example, I didn't get a chance to have as many kickback, you know, and relax and, you know, admire my garden from my back porch seating area. I have a whole seating area back there, you know, yeah. but I'm literally like, even right now, stepping over pots, you know? <laughs> so yeah. that's so, how yeah. I am. And so, one thing I want to say is, Batavia and I interrupt each other so much when we talk that now when we talk on the phone, Batavia will say, something but then she'll say now let me finish so that (laughs) even though i have like no intention of cutting her off but it's kind of like our thing well because you know what because i also know that i'm long-winded so i know that i'll be like four minutes in and you're thinking like this has to be the end right and like i'm trying to let you know nope it's gonna be more (laughs) you know i have a whole notebook for when we talk so i can write down my questions or my thoughts to bring up after you finish talking (laughs) we're gonna need one of like like the game boards where you have or the um, you know board games where you have like the little timer like flip yeah. it over like all right is there a seven minute timer does anyone know because yeah like the sand yeah, that's what we, we did an hourglass mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah 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 but and you know and i'm the same way as you so go this goes back to the first one where everything was a mess because i have a bad habit i will go and i will do any project you want mm-hmm. but when i'm done mm-hmm. and the project is done i walk away and everything's still out i remember you saying this on an episode i think yeah mm-hmm. yeah so if you take that and you say okay i've taken all of this you know this big bag of soil all these pots and these plants up to my porch mm-hmm. and then i work on them and then i'm done it's gonna walk right inside yeah. but then i've got to bring them all the way back but now that i'm sitting out there where i already store it 
I might not put it up right away, but at least it's consolidated, so it's that much faster for me to put it mm-hmm. up. Yeah, and that's been um, that's a big help. So yeah, I'm gonna have to think about it over the winter because it, a part of this makes you more productive. A part of this keeps things more orderly, which I want to be. Um, a part of this. Um, kind of there's some comfort in knowing I don't have shit all over the place right um so I'm gonna think about it this winter I have a few different ideas uh but any number of them could result in like sacrificing some space that I'm actually growing in not your raised beds but maybe some of the spaces that I have where I have um containers and things and yeah that's not well I mean it is a sacrifice because I have some you know again limited space when it comes to putting some things around but i think it may end up being a better 2021 for me um so we'll see well 2021 has to be better than 2020 so. yeah this is true this is true but the, again the lesson in that is i knew this coming into the season that this is something i wanted to do i didn't do it for a couple of different reasons um and i felt myself falling into old habits um so a workspace ultimately is going to be something i'm going to figure out it could be version one two three four five like it'll evolve along with my garden but i do need to be able to dedicate a space because there's i don't get in and out of a of anything quickly yeah Yeah. so, so yeah so, for me, this one's kind of deep. Oh. <laughs> Don't say that. I did eat um, lunch before, so I'm okay. okay yeah. Okay. So, I realized a lesson learned for me was that the world is not as stable as we thought it was, mm. and I need to be prepared for what, you know, referring to gardening, mm-hmm. you know, we saw seed shortages last year. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get my sweet potato slips, mm-hmm. all that. So I need to be a more self-reliant gardener moving forward. So that means saving seeds, thinking and planning a little bit farther in advance, just mm-hmm. being prepared. So for a multitude of reasons, one, I don't have, cause you know, right now it's like, I'm looking at what seeds I have. I'm looking at what I want to grow next year and I'm looking at what I can grow. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, when do I order my seeds? You know, is there going to be a mad rush like last year? Is there not? You know, what's going to happen? Because it was a real issue last year. Yeah. There was a lot of times and places and people that couldn't get what they wanted to get. Yeah. So, um, you know, thinking ahead in that manner. So it's like, you know, I wanted to grow different varieties of stuff next year, but I have stuff that I can already grow. So it's kind of like, what, mm-hmm. what should I do? Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of trying to deal with that and being a more self-reliant gardener will do one of two or do a bunch of things. But one, it'll make take the stress off of me. Yeah. It would take the stress off you because you wouldn't have to listen to me talk about Mm, it, Batavia. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the other thing is. Oh, sorry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing is it will leave the seeds for the people who don't do that stuff for Mm -hmm, them to be able mm -hmm. to start their gardens and grow. Yeah. Because. My ultimate goal, if it could be a perfect world, I would have every single person in this entire world growing some kind of food for themselves. Mm-hmm. Not a whole garden, maybe just a little something, maybe yeah, a little here, pot here. or yeah. something. But, you know, so that would kind of help eliminate that. And then I could share with other people, mm-hmm. you know, so like right now I've got my green beans and I've got my okra and I've got a pepper. And I said, you heard me right, a pepper. Mm-hmm. And um, 
a couple of hot peppers that I'm letting stay out to go to seed so that I can save attempt to save those. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was out there filming a, a vlog today for it and I was talking about it and I was like, you know, if I only save, if I only get one seed this year to reproduce for next year, then I, it's a win. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't think that it's going to be like hands down, like a total issue, but I think the problem is these smaller seed companies cannot keep up with the demand. Yeah. It's not like they're not growing it, but you have people that are hoarding stuff. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I want to grow green beans. Let me buy five packs of green mm -hmm. beans. And it's like, well, you don't really need five packs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, that's kind of that was a big less. I mean, that was an eye opening experience this spring, man, mm -hmm. when it was come time. Like, I didn't think that it would hit the gardening world the way it did. And you, you even look at like we were talking last week about canning supplies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, you know, and it's like I can't make canning supplies, yeah. but. I can manage it a little bit better. You know, I can get better at other forms of preservation for mm -hmm. longer food storage, stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, interestingly enough, I ordered like the vast majority of my seeds around the 29th of December, like the right at the first of the year before everything, mm -hmm. you know, started going to shit. Um, and so I had, you know, those seeds coming in. I bought a lot more seeds like at local stores, but, you know, I experienced the same thing everyone else experienced when spring really came. Oh, I wanted to order this one thing and I didn't get it. I didn't find it in the store. Like just sorry. I mean, p people weren't even taking orders, let alone, you know, taking them and saying that they weren't able to fill them. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a, an exact point it never occurred to me that as soon as it started happening when it came to um things like seeds and not being able to keep up, keep up with that demand and then pushing you know orders out it still didn't click that people would go as far as saying and we're gonna start canning more you know so I didn't make that connection at all I um I definitely do have um I had canning supplies um, like the jars and the lids and things, but not for the type of things that I planned on canning. Like I had a lot of like big jars, like your, you know, quart size and your pint size, but I'm actually doing a little bit more small batch canning, you know, so I've been on the hunt um, for that material like all summer long. Um, and I think that it, it, we have to like start thinking beyond that when it comes to this. Now I did totally, I was going out and buying dirt, you know, in April. I know you remember that, yeah. you know, but again, I just didn't think about those other things. So we can't take what we experienced this year and just assume everything is going to be all gravy next year. So you got to right. Like you're saying, we were talking about this the other day. You got to start <clears> thinking <throat> about it. But I think this takes me into my next lesson learned. Well, hold on, hold on, oh. hold on. So, and if you think about it too, like as, as we sit here right now and mm -hmm. have this conversation, the second wave of this virus is firing up mm -hmm. as so it's been said. Yeah. So, you know, we could very well be going into the same thing as last year or as earlier this year, mm -hmm. you know, moving right into it. Mm -hmm. So it is a hard thing to kind of manage and deal with, but you know, just like, I mean, what do you have growing out on yours that you could save seeds from still? Um, Anything? Yeah. And have I, you saved any seed? Um, I have saved seeds primarily on peppers because uh, it's so easy to save those and melons because um, you just know. Yeah. But I have some uh, some beans 
remember the long yard beans, yard long beans, um, the only beans that really grew. I have them on the vine where they they're drying. Um, I have some okra where it's getting to the point now where it's like 10 feet tall. And I'm just like, these are enough on the pot where I can just leave them. Um, because there's a couple of things. There's availability, there's expense, you know, so, and then there's the quantity, even if they do sell it to you, you know, Mm -hmm. so some of these, uh, veggies, I mean, you're getting so few seeds in the package even, you know, so I do have some things that, I am leaving on the plants to let them, you know, go to seed, if you will. And that's something we may see as well, Mm -hmm. is you will see more availability of seeds, but you will see less seeds at the same price. Mm -hmm. So that's something to think about, too. So, you know, it's kind of it's it's tough. But, um, yeah, big lesson, big lesson, life lesson. So go ahead. No, definitely. And I think that it's um, your, your timing is really good, though. When it comes to that, you know, kind of coming to that realization going into the next garden year. Um, No, my timing is piss poor. I should have thought about this beforehand because the whole reason why I started to garden was for a situation where there was no food. mm -hmm. That's why I originally was like, I'm going to start gardening because if all of a sudden we can't get food, at least I could grow my own food. And so to go from that, you know, 15 years ago when I started my own personal journey mm-hmm. to now is it's kind of pitiful that it took like a worldwide pandemic to be like, oh, yeah, right. Back mm-hmm. to your roots, dumbass. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, so yeah. in all reality, like I have really bad timing. So, yeah. Oh, and I in the, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I can't, you know, contest that. But <clears throat> excuse me, I think I was talking about. um we can have conversations around how to manage through that versus it being December, yeah. you know, because there is a sweet spot. Like I literally saw, again, we were talking about canning last week. I saw 2020 um, manufactured dates on some things in stores. So right. I don't know what that means. I don't know if we're just getting the 2020 batch in to some of these stores or what. So I looked at, mm-hmm. I looked it up and they said they, um, the, some of the companies and you know right now we are literally just talking about canning supplies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this exact moment but the canning companies said they are expecting more in december november december mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they're they're ramping up production yeah but you know they had to go without producing yep. for months mm-hmm. so that set them that far back and i mean then you think about the factory workers who obviously had to go in and work their ass off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah um, so my next one, I think this is my second one. I'm trying to keep track. Um, and this is, I think if there is one of the greatest qualities of me, everyone that I really know and love will say, wait, who you know, um, I am very comfortable with coming to the conclusion that I was wrong about something, right? Like it's just freeing, right? You know, like, so I like to say it out loud. Um, And so on that hand, but on the other hand, it's kind of like I had to go through this this year to get to where I'm at. So I have been doing so much preserving for me going from like preserving maybe five jars of pickles last year and like six or eight jars of like you know candied jalapeno peppers to dozens and dozens of jars of things right um and so whatever i didn't even have a schedule in mind which is a whole different conversation but growing things in the garden with specific 
ideas about them in mind, specific recipes in mind, right? So I am um, preserving more food than I'm actually eating fresh even now, right? Which makes sense because there's only so much I can keep up with when it comes to daily meals. Um, But I look back and I say eggplants, like there is nothing that I'm going to do with as many eggplants as I had, you know? And I look to say, believe it or not, the tomato plants worked out when it came to quantity just not the type of tomatoes that I grew, right? Well, that, and you're canning them, so now they're not, you have a way to use them. Yeah, but I look back and I say, you know, like I have two green zebra tomato plants, and it was just an experiment. I like the tomato, because you still want to be able to grow things you like. I only planted two of them, because I wanted to see if one would do well in the front yard garden, unprotected, you know, no squirrel cover. Um, But I still have now two plants that are producing. And that's not a tomato that I will be preserving much. Right. You know, so uh, cherry tomatoes, another good example, like they're great because they're the first tomato that you get, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think I had like three different cherry tomato plants. That was I mean, I could have at least just planted one more regular tomato plant Um, because of and what I've learned. And, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, old canners, not old as an age, but a lot of people that have canned a lot, you know, like something like tomatoes take a lot to produce. You need a lot of tomatoes to produce right um i'm counting and it's like wait i need three jars for that recipe of sauce damn it i got four jars that's it you know i'm tapped out um so anywho you know while something like tomato sauce is pretty reasonably priced in the stores there's a part of this whole process that i'm going through love to have a garden love to grow food now let's use that food so damn it if i'm gonna do it why not have enough tomato sauce for me until next year this time you know um so i had to the kind of admit that I'm wrong and we'll talk about these seeds offline. There are a lot of things that I have that I like the idea of growing and I still want to be able to grow things that are interesting, but there's also space that I'm going to need next year to um, focus on, no, this is the purpose I'm growing this particular thing. Like I want to grow, you know, four cucumbers plants because I want to pickle this many cucumbers and that's it. I don't need eight. Right. You know, so um, there are going to be some things that maybe I had intentions on growing that I won't grow because now I'm going through the whole preserving process and I'm like, oh, well, that really didn't preserve well, you know. So. So, yeah, it's planting the garden, planning the garden with very specific things on how you're going to use it in mind. Yeah. And that's welcome to the next level of gardening, Mm -hmm, Batavia. mm -hmm. That's like one of the final levels for the garden yeah. is like when you think about it and you're like this is what I want to eat this is what I want to preserve and mm-hmm. this is how I'm going to grow it yeah that's like I feel like that's like one of the final levels that you get to when you think about it that way and you really start planning out based on your diet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean instead of being like you know oh I'm going to plant this fava bean because it's cool yeah but I have no idea how to eat it yeah. like that's that's cool, but you're not really, you know what I mean? Yeah, because what you're also doing is um, you're I'm adding not articulating to articulating my point no, no. Well. I mean, I think it's counterintuitive to your goal of gardening. Like you're adding to waste. So yeah. not only have you you're using seeds that someone else could have used, right? Um, you're using space that you could have used in a more productive way, and there's obviously time that you're giving to that 
probably being plant, you know, like, um, so I, I think that, um, kind of transitioning from, you know, years ago, like, oh, it's just cool to grow something to, oh, I'm actually using, you know, over the years, using more of the produce to the, I want to scale up, but I still have the desire of, I'm like putting seeds in ground in the ground and growing stuff. How cool is that? So that's what I got inter, you know, twined with over the last couple of years. Now it's like, okay, you're actually going beyond December. You're actually planning on doing things with this food where you can consume it in February. Right. You know? And so what do you really want in your cabinets? And that's even separate and apart from, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, right? You know, like that's separate and apart from, um, if I look back and say, how much are you giving away? I mean, I've given away so little because I've been processing so much, you know, like there's some things that I'm actually processing for, you know, I'm preserving for the point of it will be gifts, you know, but some of the stuff is, that's the thing too, is once you start. So the big thing is sharing your garden. And if you love to do that, once you start processing, there is less to share because now you see that there's a greater use for Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. So there's two things. So. There's a different use. It doesn't necessarily mean it's greater because there is a gift in giving, right? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I may, it may have come out wrong, mm-hmm. but what I'm trying to say is, and here's your tip for the day. Uh-oh, here we go. If it, Yeah. <laughs> if you want to preserve food in your garden, like let's say you want to preserve tomatoes, plant an extra tomato plant. Yeah. If you want to give away and preserve, then you need to plant one more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to some people... And I and me myself, it's important to give away some of the food. You know, mm-hmm. I want people to experience mm-hmm. that fresh food that you have not had an experience. You know, there's people that have never had a tomato that didn't come from the grocery yeah. store, and so in all reality, what that means is they've never had a tomato. Yeah, you know, or they've never had a vine ripened cantaloupe served to them fresh off the vine where it's still warm kissed mm-hmm, by the mm-hmm. sun and you bite into it and the juices run down your face <laughs> and you know that heaven is the most beautiful place in the world because this is what you would be eating there if i didn't paint that picture clear enough then there is a problem i'm just but, trying to figure out where you have the cameras installed <laughs> from the juicy nectar dripping down to my elbow you've captured it all yeah so I don't think you understand this, Batavia, but we are connected. <laughs> we you know are what? connected. I absolutely do, but I'm always reminded about it at the most random times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do, you know, and all, so going back to, so the lesson is, you know, plan the garden with what you, you know, plan on right. specifically doing with it. But there's also the, um, I mean, the, the impacts of you know this situation with this health crisis go beyond my little garden but there has been an impact of it because there's just so so little foot traffic here you know so like the idea of you know how many times I would have gone out with my girlfriends and I would have said oh yeah here's this and here's that you know um and it's um it sounds good to say oh hey I'm gonna stop by and pick up some fresh vegetables but the reality is for a lot of people they're closer to a grocery store than they are me you know so um i think the best way i can give at this point when it comes to you know giving a part of the garden is through what i'm preserving right you know so a lot of there's small i have a whole book on small batch preserving 
Um, so I prepare for, you know, kind of the, the idea of I only want three jars of this thing. Um, but there is also this idea of the work is done and let's just be frank. Sometimes people want it done, meaning, you know, fresh vegetables. Most times you still need to do something with them versus yeah. something that's been processed. I'm not giving away tomato sauce, you know, no one really, that, that's, that's not a thing, you know? Um, well, I mean, if you give away tomato sauce, it's like, yeah, it's good. But you have to, uh, this is what I learned is you have to have the recipe right. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like if you can some shitty tomato sauce that tastes bad, mm-hmm. it's going to taste bad. And I mean, look, I love tomato sauce that we can, but you know what? I like, what is it? Ragu or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that too. Yeah. 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 You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. So. Yeah. Um, so I think that um, had I not gone through this garden year and I'm still in the thick of preserving and some of the stuff I haven't even tasted. Some of these are new recipes that I'm trying, right? You know, yeah, so you just, I, you just can them and eat them over the winter. You yeah, don't even know what it's going to taste exactly, like. Exactly. Exactly. So um, it's going to be interesting because uh, first and foremost, if I'm going to process, if I'm putting in the time to process it, to, even if it's putting it in a bag to freeze it, I want to make sure it's something that I am going to enjoy. So I'll have enough time. It's going to be cutting it close. I'll have enough time to try everything before I start planning my next year garden. There's some staples. Like I know if I have a garden, I'm going to have collard greens, right? Like that's going to happen, right? Especially now that I figured out how to not kill them, you know, when starting them from seed, yeah. or at least I think I had, still haven't successfully started collards from seed, but anyway, kale is going to be the sub in if I cannot kill that I think I cannot kill the rest um so there's some things I'm not worried about like in the spring garden I'll be able to plant uh I'm speaking the spring garden into existence I'll be able to plant just fine without having to open up the the uh fry green tomatoes that I pickled yeah more on that later um Mm. right so that doesn't sound very good well I think I mixed that up it's kind of like pickled green tomatoes that maybe are going to be firm enough to fry later but we'll see okay uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean i think it's um it's been interesting it definitely has been um i don't think it's taken it's going to take the fun out of it for me um and i may be able to give in different ways now so when i go through when i sit down and go through my seed collection hint hint to you Purple. um Go ahead. Okay. When I sit down and go through my seed collection, I thought, like, is that a safe word? Do we have a safe word on the show now? <laughs> no, <laughs> this is not that kind of show, but um, I'll, I'll be able to kind of sort through one shelf life, right? We've talked yep. about that a couple of times. Is it realistic that I'm going to grow this much of this thing in the next X years? You know, and if not, perhaps find a different home for it, you know? Um, so it's also super duper exciting because it's kind of like, you know, they're not necessarily garden facts, but I really do feel like there is an evolution when it comes to my gardening, you know? And so there's something about doing the same thing over and over again, that feels like work. And then there's everything else in life, you know, and this is a part of everything else. So lesson learned. Yeah. Lesson learned. All right. So you, you remember the word I called out? Yes. So I called that word out because I was forgetting what my next lesson was. And I didn't have the hourglass <laughs> flip. <laughs> and I knew that you would remember it if it, if it when I was preparing for it to go on. But. <laughs> Purple. Let's go. You're, you're sitting down, right? I am. Okay. Do you have a piece of rope? Uh, Sure. Okay. I need you to tie yourself into your chair. If you're driving down the road... 
I need you to put your seatbelt on, which you should have on anyways. If you're sitting at your desk, I need you to grip with your feet because this is going to get, this is going to blow your mind. So when we first what started What kind of knot this, should I use with, with my string? Um, I would do a bowline or a clove hitch even if you had okay, enough, yeah. but you know, either way. Yeah. That clove hitch is normally my favorite. Okay. yeah okay let's go do you remember when we were talking this was months and months ago Mm -hmm. but i was fairly adamant against odd colored vegetables that turn green when they cooked Mm -hmm. you remember that right i remember it vividly get it yes Mm -hmm. so i'm out in the garden last week maybe and david and i are picking green beans Mm -hmm. and i'm like all right david the rule is he gets the ones low i get the ones high so he's getting the ones low and he's like i can't i don't see any daddy And i'm like well there's one there he's like oh okay and he's like i can't see him and i start thinking i'm like damn this is a bitch sometimes i can't see him either Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and then i started thinking i was like what if i grew purple green beans then i'd be able to see him on the vine Mm -hmm, easier mm mm-hmm now it clicked after yeah. all these years because I had a flashback of when I had grown them before. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I remember that I could sit in my house on the second story and look down and be like, I need to go out and pick my green beans. Yeah. And it was so much easier. So my lesson learned is don't poo poo the um, the color of the vegetable, no matter what it turns out to be when it's growing. That is a very useful purpose. Yeah. You know, it, that's. You know, um. It's interesting. I was just doing a walkthrough um, for the garden. I was looking at jalapeno peppers um, and I let a lot of those go red Mm -hmm. and they, I mean, it's red, it's a stoplight. So I stop and I'll say, okay, I need to come back and pick those. Now Mm -hmm. I've picked every red pepper. Everything's green and I got to really dig in there to try to figure out, all right, what's, you know, of size, what's really ready to be picked uh, because it's just a wall of green, a sea of green. And so that's a great, it's actually a great tip, a great hack, if you will. Um, And they're going to get to the the place you want them to be anyway. They're going to get back to green anyway. Um, So, and beans are one of those things where, man, you got to stay on it. You know, Dude, you got to pick them every day. They, I, they are close to being as bad as okra when it comes to um, if they become productive. Look, I love okra, but okra is annoying as shit. <laughs> I said close, close, close. Yeah. Because you don't have like okra, you have no leeway on. Yeah. Like you miss it by a day. It's it. It's done. You can yeah. almost miss it by an hour and it's done. You know, green beans, you can get one that's a little overripe. Uh-huh, you, uh-huh. you can do it. Maybe a little stringy. And the unfortunate thing about green um, okra is you have to let it go to seed on the vine, you know, and it takes a long time for that thing to completely dry out where, you know, you could let a couple of beans stay there and keep on rocking and pick the rest of them if you want to, like, save those for seed, you know, so... So, yeah. Or if they're not, if it's not fully mature when you're out picking, you can still leave a green bean. Mm-hmm. But an okra, you you really should not leave it, you yep. know, because the next day it could very well be over ripened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's I actually know that's a well, shocker for you based on what my stance has been in the past. So the clock and rock, um, not clove hitch. Yeah, I can, I'll take that out now. Um, that, and that was an errant <laughs> ring of the bell. Um, so uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I may have some uh, purple. I'm going to look, I may have some purple beans. 
So that's something that I was looking for the other day was purple pole beans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to find, and there are none. Anywhere. Oh, you know what? I think I have purple bush beans. Yes, yeah. purple bush beans. Wait, do you so, want bush beans or you want pole beans? You want well, pole beans. I grow bush beans every mm-hmm. year to kind of kick off the year. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of transition over to my pole beans nice and quietly. Yeah. And generally, I go back to bush beans at the end of the year to get another quick harvest. But I did not find any more bush bean seeds this year. And mm-hmm. I wasn't going to order like a pack of bush beans. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? It's just not worth it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but my and actually my bush beans... Because I tried something new this year, were more productive than my pole beans. Interesting. So. Now, uh, make a note for yourself. At the f- at least my experience has been as soon as seeds get out in the store, look for them because I don't know if I've ever ordered, and I've only been ordering seeds uh, for the last couple of years. But I don't know if I've ever ordered beans online. I've always picked you them up in the don't store. Have to. Yeah, I've generally yeah picked them up in the store. So I know I mean like, we're going into a whole different kind of year next year. But as soon as things are out, start looking yeah. around for them if you haven't gotten them yet. Well, and you know if you're going to save seeds, you, you have to grow heirlooms mm-hmm. so, for beans well, in particular. To, everything you oh, yeah. if you want it to stay true. You need to get heirlooms. That's your best chance, and that's a, a struggle that I've had because we've talked about how like how few heirloom seeds I've purchased. Um, even for the melons, I'm like, well, and that's a hard thing to kind of wait and see what you're going to get for. <laughs> like, you know, you, you plant the melon seed that you saved. Um, but at this stage, if you have no seeds or non heirloom seeds that you've saved, because I also think about how many people like what's your neighbor take something out of her mouth and plant the seed. She's getting yeah. food. So, um, well, and you know, honestly, like if, if I buy, you know, let's say a better boy tomato. I don't even know if it's heirloom or not, but I save it and it reverts back to a, you know, a Cherokee tomato mm-hmm, or, you know, mm-hmm. something like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, I still got a yeah, tomato. Exactly, you know what yeah. I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world, but mm-hmm. kind of, you know, but some, I guess the, the fear is that some of the non heirloom varieties seeds will not be viable. Mm. Now, so I, I don't know if I've fear. heard of that, but I don't know enough about seeds in general to say one way or another. Yeah, I don't um, know if that's completely true either. I just know that that is a fear that I have read about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but you know what? It's time for Batavia to give us the recipe of the day. <sighs> this episode is proudly brought to you by San Diego Seed Company a company that is dedicated to providing organic heirloom varieties of seeds for your small urban farm. That's right. You heard me. You are a small urban farmer. You provide food for your family and share with your neighbors, and they are dedicated to providing you with the best seeds for a bountiful harvest. Check them out at sandiegoseedcompany.com or on social media at, you guessed it, San Diego Seed Company. All right. So I am going to tell you, because I want to be transparent, that this recipe accompanied peaches. Um, And since at this time of year, we're kind of out of peach season, um, I'm going to suggest that you use apples instead for this. So this is a rum sauce that I made, I preserved 
but I also used a hack. So I used a rum sauce with peaches, canned it. It's sitting on a shelf somewhere. But because my measurements aren't exactly accurate, you know, not exact at this point, I had some left over. I put it in the refrigerator and um, baked some peaches and topped it with the rum sauce. So I'm going to give you the rum sauce recipe and suggest that you use apples with it. Um, so I had to pare this down like half of half of half to make it something reasonable for normal people to eat. Um, if you're interested, you know, send us an inbox at the Backyard Gardens pod and I'll tell you the specific measurements from it. Um, but four ingredients for the sauce. Yeah, pretty simple. Brown sugar, regular kind of granulated white sugar, rum, and a little bit of lemon zest. So half a cup of brown sugar, half a cup of white sugar, three tablespoons of rum. I know it seems kind of light, but you know, that's what it is. Oh, but it's also supposed to be a light rum. Um, and then about a fourth tablespoon, no teaspoon of lemon zest, put it in a pot, like a regular um, boiling pot and bring everything up, stir it up good, bring everything up to a boil. You really want all of those sugars to dissolve. Um, and once you do that, you could add your apples, cutting your apples, leaving the skin on. I do it in slices. You can um, take the skin off of the apples. That's fine too. You can add the fruit. You could even do this with pears potentially. You could add the fruit into the boiling pot. Um, but what I did was just basically let everything boil up, creating the sauce once it's dissolved. Um, I'd say let it simmer for about 20 minutes after you've brought it up to a boil. Then you're going to get that nice gooey brown liquid because remember you had that brown sugar. Take your apples in this case and I'd use maybe two or three apples, cut those up into slices, put it into a casserole dish, a pie dish, anything that you would bake in. Drizzle the rum sauce on top of the apples. Again, these are raw apples. Slide it into the oven. Bake it at about 350 until the apples are soft. Um, maybe 25, 30 minutes. I was doing something else while I was cooking the peaches. Um, and my favorite, scoop it all up into a bowl and top it with some ice cream. It's golden, <laughs> baby. Um, there's nothing that's low fat or low sugar about this, but it is good. So how dare you, first of all? Mm-hmm. How dare you? I know what's going on. Well, I know what you're doing. Well, you're, I mean, you're slick. You're slick. It could be that I'm I'm having your back. It could be that that's what's what's happening here. Batavia has become scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost a throwback now. I love it. It is a throwback. <laughs> it will stay in the show forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was um. That sounds delicious, though. Mm-hmm. There is ways to make it low sugar, though. Yeah, you could you obviously... You just have to experiment. Yeah, you could obviously um, use generally just less sugar. Um, you could pull in... Um, you could use more rum. No, you could use... Add some water. You could use maple syrup, you know, so it's there's still sugar content, but not just your regular table sugar. Um, there's something about the gooeyness with brown sugar, though, that's important. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, you know, because the fruit has sugar in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. I mean, and when you top it with ice cream, I'm talking about like I ended up having it for dinner because 
I mean, I'd already blown my calorie count for the day. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's good stuff. It is. And so that also is if you're actually going to go with um, the canning recipe, the recipe I use was from Ball's Fresh Preserving site. That's like the true recipe with the actual sizes mm-hmm. um, to can a, a few pints of it. Um, so. Yeah. so you know how I said that the fruit has sugar in it? Mm-hmm. Before we get back to our subject, I, I just got to, and you know, you were saying how like, not that you hate people like me that do what I do when we speak, but you know, it annoys you, mm-hmm. but, um, but you still love it, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I still so, love you. I still yeah. love people that do that, but not the it that they do. The <laughs> so the last month, um, we took a break from sugar in my family. Mm-hmm. And at this time of year, we t- we tend to do that because you know Halloween comes. Yeah, and it's you know yeah, I got a six year old. We go trick or treating, so it's like it's a massive blowout. Mm-hmm. So we usually try to go like three weeks without sugar. And um, I was saying like we were having some birthday cake, and I was like, man, I haven't had sugar in a month. And um, my nep cousin was there, and he's like, so you haven't been eating fruit? <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Damn it! I love him. He's one of he's one of you. He's one of your kind. Like, yeah. No, because I'm like no, it's different. He's like it's sugar. I'm like no, it's different. No, and it, you know he kept going back and forth, and I was like, the sugar in the fruit is processed by your body differently. Yeah. And it is natural sugar. It is not artificial. It is not concentrated. It doesn't hit your bloodstream immediately. And I had to break it all down. But you too. I mean, it's the same version. That like it's the same guy. Yeah. Normally it's one you and then me, right? But it's like the two of you all are going to battle. It's a sight to see, I imagine. And it's um, like when you know when we were when we went um, vegan, mm-hmm. and there were like people were like, "So you you don't eat cheese?" I'm like no. <laughs> uh, we did you drink milk? Well, no. Well, we drink almond milk. Well, that's milk. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. You know, it's so. Anyways, pet peeve. Yeah, but um, it actually is a a big segue back to. I'm gonna go to my next lesson to learn, but back Please. to the planning the garden with the specific recipes in mind. So while I had my whole, oh, wait, you can't go back. I, to I that. can go. I can do anything I want to do. Damn it! <laughs> I can. You don't have to shake your head on yeah, me. Yeah, I can, and I pointed my <laughs> finger. Right. You did. Um, I could sub in a new lesson learned, but I'm not going to. I'm going back. So I had recipes for preserving like earmarked in my books that I was going to make this year, kind of leading into it. I wanted to make it. So I did a little bit of lesson two. Um, and it was the if I have enough of this particular vegetable, then I'll make it. Um, but when it came to some of these things that I'm trying now, the amount of sugar in these recipes and I'm just like, like jelly of any kind good lord you know um so again coming in box pectin what's that pink box pectin yeah i've seen that yeah sugar yeah that's what we use yeah so i've um i have added that to my list of kind of because i like sweet treats i have a local bakery that i go to once a week but i love the idea of this winter I can go to my cabinet and pull some things off because I've been I didn't grow them, but I've been um, canning some peaches. I have some pears downstairs that I'm going to can. Um, so, yeah, it's um, it's something to What's consider. What's your favorite kind of sweet treat? Oh, it's plain. It's just ice cream. 
if I had to choose really? one sweet treat forever and ever, it would just be ice cream. It never, never fails me. Yeah, I'm a cookies and cake kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't always, I've always had a love for ice cream. Always, you know, anytime can eat it. Um, I have been doing much more, you know, cupcakes and things as of late. Um, there is a potato chip cookie at my local bakery that like, it's like a butter cookie, but it literally has potato chips in it. We have a listener that um, I was talking to the other day, actually. And just so you know, we are expecting boxes of cookies. You know who you are. So I also would like to say, (laughs) don't take my ice cream being a favorite and don't think that I don't enjoy every cookie I've ever eaten. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm excited now. Yeah, we have sweet treats coming. Um, we, so, we might, we might. Yeah, all right. No pressure, no pressure. Total pressure. Uh, so my next one is secession sowing. I just made that up. So secession planting is a thing. Um, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same concept, same purpose. Um, but my completely my idea. I submitted the patent request. Um, so and it got turned down. But carry yeah, on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> completely rejected. <laughs> like we're not even going to read this. <laughs> we're rejecting it based on the subject line alone. Um, so I, when Ben convinced me, twisting my arm earlier this summer uh, to start seeds indoors in the. Um, middle of summer and I did it and mm-hmm. it really paid off those are the only fall veggies that I have growing did I tell you right? that yeah and that's something um, like literally I would have no fall Ugh. damn it I would have no fall garden if not for that <laughs> oh good night anyway. she's tearing up people she's yeah, tearing yeah, up yeah so um but what it also taught me was some of my so you know the whole thing with the um uh, no spring garden this year and my f- summer garden is still kicking butt, right? You know, I still have in October summer vegetables and that's really because I took great care of everything. No, but it's also because I planted most of my garden at the beginning of June, right? You know, so I, these vegetables really are still running their course, right? Um, and that was in part, everything got to the same point of it needing to be planted at the same time so if I go back all the way to um, the grow room back in March I did plant things in March I planted things in April but only because these things needed four weeks versus these things needing eight weeks I didn't continue to plant like as soon as I got to the point of hardening stuff off and planting outside preparing to plant outside like I shut the light literally shut the lights off in the grow room Um, so I realized that I literally for me need a schedule I need Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm continuing to sow seeds and damn it if you aren't right about it's going to be more beneficial for me to sow things indoors um you know, there's no reason why I shouldn't have been starting to grow something in June, you know. So, so yeah, that's going to be all in- reality. And I mean, I hate to say you should be running that thing, your grow room almost all year mm-hmm. with like a couple month break. And that's painful to think about. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. You know, but you know what? Kinda- it could be a, it could be the gift that I didn't realize I needed to, you yeah. know, because, you know, I mean, outside of a couple of, um, you know, I found myself unconscious, you know, laying in a pile of dirt, um, you know, once or twice. 
that rum sauce, yeah. you know, <laughs> outside of those couple of mishaps, I really enjoyed the process, right? You know, so, yeah. you know, there's a whole different thing when it comes to, you know, was it sad? Um, like when it comes to weather changing, you know, and time of year and just emotionally how some of us react to it. This could be the thing that I didn't realize I needed, you know. So well, it's it in you... December. Yeah. Well, maybe actually, December. yes, there are some seeds that you could sow in your area in January. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so it's um, it's I mean, it makes all the difference, man. Yeah. It really does. And yeah. I mean, the same for my fall garden. Like most of what I have that's going well was seedling that I started, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I have a rack of Brussels sprouts that we're getting super close on, <laughs> you know, so I don't excited. know what's going to yeah, happen, yeah, 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 yeah. but, um, they were all started from seed and they're doing great. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. So anything I planted outside because it's so, the, the change is so different. I mean, I honestly think the best way to go, if you're going to sow outside is just dump seeds out in the garden, see what comes up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to direct so, so I think that's a good one. And you actually stole mine. Did I? I was just going to say, I think that's six all together, three for you, three for me. So are you going to do my patent idea with secession sewing? Oh, inside? Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, I'm going to expand my grow shelf and try and make it a little bit um, so I can have more on there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm going to have because, you know, after I did it this year, I was like, yeah, you know, I should have. And it's the same thing. I did this in the fall where, or, you know, in July. Once mm-hmm. I took things out, I turned the light off and walked yeah, away. Yeah. And what I really should have been doing is I should have kept going. Maybe not as intense. Mm-hmm. But just keep something going for the simple fact, too, because and this is why the fall is a little bit more difficult for me, because we stay, you know, 90s, 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 you know, 80s, 80s. And then all of a sudden it'll get down to where it's supposed to be. But we're only three weeks away or something a month from our frost date, which in all reality, like any like when I lived up in Massachusetts, you know, when the first day of fall happened. You were done with the hot weather, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and when's the first day of fall? September 20 something, 21st, maybe 22nd or something like that. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, on the 22nd, it's just straight up fall. Mm-hmm. But here it's like summer. So it's a little bit harder here. And I should have kept things going because as I put stuff out and it burns, I would have something else to go yeah. at its place. Yeah. And the problem is hardening off is the is the whole issue is hardening stuff off. Yeah. You know what, though? I didn't realize it until now because, again, this is the first year I've done that is hardening off wasn't that hard for me because my temperature, my weather is just the exact opposite. By the time yeah. it was ready for me to come out, those the weather was like there was maybe a hot day, but those temperatures were dipping down into the 70s, you know, 60s even at the beginning. I actually trans transplanted things like around September the 11th. So I probably started bringing them out like at the beginning of September. And we were already like, I wasn't wearing socks because that's not how I roll. But, you know, I was already in a layer or two, you know, so... um so yeah, you kind of have to use your climate to benefit you. Um, so yeah. I may actually, if I can get the get on the bandwagon of starting things indoors, my fall garden may be more successful than I thought it would be. You know, yeah. so if I had started even 
my, my kale plants are a great example. And we know that they're hardy or, you know, yeah, they're hardy. I actually started those and killed a couple of rounds of them and it ended up starting them like in August. If I had actually, if the ones I started in July lived, they would be a really good size now. They're still completely edible now, you know? Right. So I'll take that into next year as well. But I'm really even talking about like the summer months because there's it's a lot of pressure too for me to get everything out into the garden you know, in on June 1st, June 2nd, June 3rd. So, but if I'm planning this a little bit more thoughtfully, it's okay, I think, in my world to start cucumbers on June 15th. Remember what the whole thing, I know that you had bad luck with cucumbers this year, but with my cucumbers, they all came in basically at the same time. They were all started at the same time. And then they all basically died at the same time, you know. And I got more than I could ever use anyway, you know, so... Definitely some lessons around timing, if you will. Um, so, yeah. You just gonna end it like that? Oh, always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got all wrapped up and got excited about, you know, and then I was like, I'm, I don't have any more words for it. Yeah, so. you know, it's like I'm looking at my weather now. Mm-hmm. And right now we're in the upper 70s every day in the upper 60s every night to set a lower 70s mm-hmm. so you know we're it's i mean technically it's fall but that's not really fall weather no no you know those nights are too warm for some of these plants they got to cool off mm-hmm. so you know i don't know i think in all reality the way it works for me and i do this every year i have the same issue is spring is a great time for me because i can get started early and my springs are generally pretty cool, mm-hmm. but then my fall, I it seems to me like my best bet is to plant stuff like I'm still saying Brussels sprouts because they can take a heat. Yeah. Okay. Parsnips, you know, um, maybe some carrots, maybe. But see, it's so hot you can't really get them to germinate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then um, you know, try and squeeze in quick rounds of like bush beans or maybe a squash or something if I could ever get the vine borers under control. Don't even know what to do about that. But, you know, I think that's almost a better use of my time and to go back and then start it again because the pro and, and a lot of the problem is actually my, my yard, the amount of sunlight that comes in. So right now, because the, the trees haven't even turned colors here yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. they're just starting to, you know, they, you know how at the end of summer trees will start to look ratty, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they won't turn colors. That's where we are. So when the leaves fall, I will get more sunlight, but right now I'm not getting a lot. Yeah. So that's kind of like the other part. Now, if I went out and went ham and just started cutting down trees, that would be different, <laughs> but I mean. I'm not going to cut down a hundred <laughs> foot tree. So yeah. Well, I would like to cut down a, a couple, but and I've told I you I don't so. have any trees on my property at all, right? And even like the neighbors on either sides of me don't have trees. So I mean, there's like a couple of houses down there, trees and all. Um, but you have houses, yeah. that create shade. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the reason why the swear word front yard garden has been such a blessing because it's it's not obstructed you know you don't have the houses on either side of it you don't have the garages you don't you don't have any of that um so so yeah i mean i think that um it this year has been um so interesting because it has really helped i kind of i think we're getting into the next week's episode which i basically told you not to get into but it kind of it's helping me formulate how i want to garden 
Right. Oh, that's so what golden. is next week's episode? Next week's episode is wins and losses because lessons yeah. learned are different than wins and losses. I haven't been able to celebrate the way I wanted to celebrate in this episode. They're gonna be, there's yeah. gonna be some happy dancing. Well, and a little bit of more crying because you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you start to think about it, the the losses will overcome the wins sometimes, yeah. but that's okay. That's you know it's natural. But um, yeah, it's you know. Fall is a, uh, it's a tough one for me. Yeah, I you know? in my mind because I am hopeful about this part of my life about gardening. I'm a glass half full kind of gal. Like I won't get into the rest of my life and my you know the way I look at things because that's not what this show is about. Uh, but I say that to say. I'm actually, I think spring may be my time. I kind of have a feeling. The reason why I was kind of like, ugh, with fall. Remember I was in a couple of episodes ago. I'm like, it's just hard. It's hard getting the timing right. This is one more year of not really getting it right with direct sewing and all. Um, I feel like I'm like fighting a, the whole spirit of fighting it against the frost for what's left in the, the summer garden. Um, but in my mind, spring while I will have socks on by then, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm thinking that that may be an opportunity for me to grow some of the things that I struggle with growing in my summer garden. Like I didn't get one head of cabbage this year. Um, mm-hmm. And I since I, I killed most things, you know, this summer growing them indoors, I didn't get a chance to try to plant them for my fall garden. So I'm actually looking forward to it. And we'll talk about this episodes and episodes from now. But I'm actually I have a couple of ideas about how I think I'm just going to get some of those veggies just in spring and be done with it and move on. Um, so we'll see. You mean like seedling by go buy seedlings? No, no. I mean, like, you know, starting like planting cabbage as a part of my spring garden versus I planted cabbage last year was successful in the midst of summer like in June and got heads of cabbage this year that I bought transplants for cabbage but my um, collards because they're huge and they're bullies overshadowed them so I ended up pulling all of my cabbage out um, and I don't I didn't have any cabbage in the garden at all Um, so I'm thinking that the timing because it's a cool weather crop as an example, cabbage may perform better for me in the spring versus trying to battle with it. Don't even get me started about the, you know, the cabbage moth, which I still, I saw a day ago, still flying around in October. Bastard. Yeah. So the question on everybody's mind that's listening, are you going to start a garden earlier next year? I don't know. I want to. I want mm-hmm. to like, like really in this episode, we're going to open this up at this point in this episode. Yeah, this is a t- this is uh, as you like to talk about progression. Mm. This is going to be a progression of Batavia's thoughts. Haven't I? Because pro- I'm haven't I made I'm enough s- progress in my thoughts? Do you want more no, from no. me? Um, That's my job. Batavia's to push you. Have you not I actually was that? looking at my list of lessons learned and saying, I'm, I'm want to see how many have been influenced heavily by you. Um, and the secession one is really, you know, that's a huge one. The, you know, don't just stop planting. Um, but I want to, and there are two reasons why I pause with saying yes. It's the getting over the hump of just doing it, how I have to have some things ordered in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm experiencing that now, right? You know, um, and then there, the two is the idea of the risk because 
while I wanted to start earlier this year, let's call it June 1st. Let's pretend that's when I planted. The weather was still cold as you know what in May, you know? So the question is, would I have done harm to those vegetables, those uh, transplants? I don't know. Well, you know, they say plant the seed as soon as the soil can be worked. Yeah, but I stopped listening to they back in 2017. Yep. Never since then, so never now, again. And now you just listen to me. <laughs> never. <laughs> no, I um, will see. Because I'm, I'm going to start my garden earlier. So I think in my mind, starting in your summer garden earlier... I'm just no, just in general, okay. like my spring garden and stuff. I'm gonna start. That's what I'm saying. If you're gonna start earlier, I don't. I'm not asking if you're gonna start tomatoes any earlier. Oh, okay. But yeah, like yeah. your cold hardy stuff. Are you gonna start? Because you usually put everything out at once. Yeah. Yep. Because I I only grow for one kind of period of time, right? Right. Um, so the direct answer is, if we're not just talking about like tomatoes and summer loving veggies, then yes, because I do. I have to plant one thing, if nothing else, one plant for the spring. So, see, you're having linear thinking when it comes to this. When we're talking about planting, you're hung up on the tomato mm-hmm. and the pepper. And that's not what I'm referring yeah. to. Like, planting is planting, yeah. like, you know, lettuce. Yeah, I mean, but I'd I already really talked need... about my spring garden is going to be my time to shine. So, I'd already talked about that. Hey, look, I'm just... You're trying to put a fine point on it. Clarification. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no. No, you're trying to mark a point in the episode where we can go back and say, but... You promised. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is I don't go back and listen to the this episode. This is true. So this is true. You can bury that information easily. <laughs> so, yes, Very I do easily. plan on starting my garden earlier. I plan on starting my seeds earlier as well. So, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I've, I've told you, I guess I'm going to start planting some seeds in January. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, in all reality, and especially now with the greenhouse, I might not ever get a break from garden, really. I think in December and January, the greenhouse will stay alive, but it won't grow, if you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying. Mm-hmm. So I think there will be a lull time. But as far as like starting seeds and stuff, like there are seeds that I will be starting in January. Yeah. For sure, going to start. So I think what it'll end up being for me is because I'll still be working with food um, through October early part of November. Um, I think I'm going to spend some more time in November doing some more planning while it's still so fresh. And my hope is to take, you know, outside of, you know, what we're doing, you know, as a part of backyard gardens, taking December off, if you will, you know, and then I can hit the ground running. Cause I didn't start seeds last year until March. So January yeah. is a big difference from March. Um, I think when I lived in Massachusetts, there are some seeds that I started on um, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some seeds that yeah. I started on Valentine's Day. Because, you know, it's a progression. You start with a couple and then, you know, it, it grows and mm-hmm, grows and grows. Mm-hmm. And then like the last like inside sewing is just like massive yeah. because you need to do like all your cool weather stuff like all at once. Yeah. So I do have to do some research, though, about, you know, now you're not taking a break off a of backyard garden. No, of course not. In December, because that's not we can't have we have that. some hot We're episodes coming out then, too. Mm-hmm. Hot, <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Don't touch it. It's hot. <laughs> that's but, crazy. I, I'm watching my okra plants. Remember the 10 feet, 
10 foot tall plants like almost bend over with this wind Chicago, so if, in the video I just um, filmed today it should come out next week or something maybe the week after um, I cut down my okra plant it was 10 feet tall mm. it was overshadowing my garden yeah and it caused issues, so I had to cut it down. And it was—it's—it's it's always a sad moment. I mean, that they get so big, yeah. You know, and I thought about it as a joke, like breaking out the chainsaw and be like, <laughs> "I'm gonna cut down my okra," but I decided not to. Yeah, you're gonna need a forklift so. to, to dig those roots out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna leave them there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cut them. I mean, they'll die in the winter time. Yeah, but I had an okra blow over completely sideways, didn't snap. And then it still grew for another two months and it would just grow as it laid out in the yard. It would just continue growing up. And then I was able to get okra at eye level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, it's I mean, to the it's point a, now where like, I a, can't even reach it. It's a gift of a plant. Like I'm at this point standing on a milk crate to get the plant to bend towards me. Yeah. To, you know, cut a okra pod off and hope that I could catch it with the other hand, right? You know, yeah. so it's some acrobats for real. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I am. So I get it. But um, it sounds like you learned some good lessons. I did. I did. I'm really, um, I'm really, I went back to my 2019 lessons learned to see, did I actually, because I, I documented that. It's on my YouTube channel um, to say, damn it, is it the same lessons? And I did better by those things. I did three lessons learned last year, too. And here it is. The garden's always teaching you. Yeah. <laughs> three brand new you never lessons. Stop learning, you know? And you know what, though? And a closing note, I think that, you know, I, I've always said that you can't be there is no such thing as an expert gardener. Mm-hmm. And if you look at like we're talking about fall gardening, you literally get one chance a year to get it right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it right, you have to wait a whole nother year yeah. to do it again. And I think you can never really be an expert gardener. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you just don't have that opportunity. Yeah. You know, if you, if you had a tomato plant that died in August and you could replant in August and then, you know, just keep doing it all year round. Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And there's probably places where that is the case. But I think generally speaking, I don't think you, it's possible because it's just... It's a limited time every mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't and put all a, of your eggs in the um, tomato plant basket. Terrible. Yeah. I know. Horrible. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're going to not edit that out, but wish we did. <laughs> <laughs> there are moments where I'm really clever. That ain't one of them. <laughs> Have you got anything to tell the good people? Hold off on putting on socks as long as you can. Damn. Mm-hmm. Solid mm-hmm. advice. Solid. Dropping it, baby. Dropping it. Solid. Well, uh, some closing housekeeping items. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, Backyard Gardens YouTube is firing back up. We took a break. Um, I'm doing vlogs and greenhouse stuff. Batavia is going to be providing videos off and on. And we are also going to have guests providing videos on to help you with your garden. So um, check us out on YouTube at Simply Backyard Gardens. Um, if you have any questions, um, hit us up on Backyard Gardens Pod. And until next time. We'll um we'll continue to learn. Yeah. And we're gonna take notes so we can learn even more. Yeah. Oh. So
Give us a like and subscribe and share us with your friends. See ya. Thank you for listening to us today. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Backyard Gardens Pod. And we share gardening tips and clips from the show. And we would love to see your gardens and share them with everybody. So if you want to join us and you want to share your gardens, feel free to use the hashtag BYG podcast. And if you want to see us on video, you can find us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens, where we have the full show and clips and all the recipes broken down for you. And until next time, learn to grow and grow for change. And we're going to call it a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.